Welcome back, Brooklyn Nets fans, as we react to Game 1 of the Nets-Celtics series. And um, how can I sum this game up? Basically, if you could say, what's the worst way possible that you can watch your favorite basketball team lose a Game 1? This is probably it. I mean, I was thinking, like, what if someone hit a half-court shot to win the game or something like that? Or, like, there was like a bad call by a ref or something. But I don't know. I think this was probably the worst way you can lose a game. You're down 15 points in like the third quarter. You come back. You have a three-point lead with 40-something seconds left. It's looking good. And, you know, Marcus Smart has two guys coming at him with five seconds left, and he passes out of it. Kevin Durant falls asleep, and then there's Jason Tatum doing a little spin move with 0.5 seconds left. Let's go with the ball. And then that's it. That's the game right there. So it was probably the most frustrating and depressing way you can lose a game one, so there's there's going to be a lot of takeaways, and luckily it's a seven-game series. I'm going to try and be level-headed throughout this. I'll admit I'm very pissed off about the way this game ended, and uh, you know I really felt that we should be up 1-0 right now, but that's just not how it is. So anyway, congrats to Celtics fans for taking the 1-0 lead, but should be a long and exciting series. Should go hopefully six or seven games. We'll see. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the video. Leave a like always helps out. And let's get into it. So the first thing that stood out about this game was just how involved the refs were. That was the annoying part. There were 50 fouls combined in this game, which just seems like it's way too many. The first quarter especially, it was like at its worst. So luckily as the game went on, it wasn't as bad. But you can tell the refs just seemed way too involved. And Boston was very physical defensively, especially with Kevin Durant and even Kyrie Irving, but KD especially just making everything tough for him. Like, I don't think KD had many good looks in this game. He may have had a couple of transition threes where he was open. He made one of them, but outside of that, everything else was very heavily contested. And we'll talk about Durant. He did not have a good game whatsoever. Probably one of his worst games as a Brooklyn Net. But I want to go over the last few plays or so and kind of just talk about that. So Kyrie makes that three-point shot from the left wing over Marcus Smart. It was a great shot with 45 seconds left to put the Nets up by three, 114-111. And then the Celtics call a timeout. And this is kind of where things went wrong here for the Nets. I mean, you're up three. You're, there's still 45 seconds left. It's it's still a basketball game here. Of course, Kyrie makes this great shot. You know, the whole crowd and everything was making it. Um, it just seemed like it was Kyrie versus the fans at one point. But, you know, you got to focus on the game. And with 45 seconds left, the Celtics come out of timeout, and Jalen Brown just basically goes the length of the court. Everybody else is spread out, and Bruce Brown just basically just gets bodied, and Jalen Brown puts in a layup to make it a one-point game. The Nets still had the lead by one, but it's still a one-point game. So in a seven-second span, Jalen Brown just goes down the floor and gets an easy layup, and like that just seemed way too easy. I think somebody had to help there or something, or maybe if you're Bruce Brown, just take the freaking foul. Like, why not? I know he wasn't fouled trouble but at that point in the game with 45 seconds left like make Jalen Brown earn it I think Jalen Brown missed a pair of free throws in this game too so to just get bodied like that and give up the two points I was not a fan of that I don't know what the hell the Nets discussed in that timeout before that and then came the possession where the Nets were up 114-113 and that's where uh, Kyrie Irving got double teamed by Al Horford he did a nice crossover to his left he got to the foul line then went to the right block and they closed off Kyrie he had no shot whatsoever does this bounce pass out to Kevin Durant and KD really had no chance KD tried going to his left Tatum played it perfectly tried going to his right Tatum played it perfectly and then he had to just chuck up a shot because of the shot clock and Kevin Durant basically clanks a three 
three-pointer. And Boston gets the rebound but does not call a timeout. So we got a one-point game here. Boston tries to push it down the right side of the floor with Jalen Brown. Tries to go for a layup. It doesn't work. They cut it off. He throws a cross-court pass to the left wing for uh, Marcus Smart. And Marcus Smart, I feel like he's always a Nets killer when it comes to making three-pointers. I thought then and there, he's making this shot. We're going to lose, even though they lost anyway. But we see Nick Claxton and Bruce Brown jump at Marcus Smart. And Marcus Smart makes the intelligent play. And so does Jason Tatum. I got to give him a lot of credit. Kevin Durant was stuck ball watching at the foul line, even though Jason Tatum was his man. And Jason Tatum cuts to the basket right behind Kevin Durant. He doesn't see it. He has a nice pass to Jason Tatum, does a spin move around Kyrie, and makes the layup to win the game. So as I said, it was just, it was frustrating and depressing, and it just should not have come down to that. The Nets had so many stupid mistakes in this game. Um, the, the inbound play was one that really drove me crazy, how Kyrie inbounds the ball under his home basket, and nobody is in front of half court to even return retrieve the pass and then he has to throw it in they, they should have called timeout first and foremost like Steve Nash or Kyrie has to call timeout there it was like the third quarter just call timeout like you know you don't want to give them a free two points and give them momentum which they did Marcus Smart steals it dunks it with his left hand so you just saw stupid stuff like that Nick Claxton going one of five at the free throw line that was a killer um you know Claxton's like a 50 what 54 percent free throw shooter something around there I feel like he goes one for two every single time but he missed a, a key pair of free throws in this game as well so the Nets just like they beat themselves in so many areas but I did not leave this game thinking oh it's it's gonna be easy no it's it's gonna be a tough series I think we all know that whether you're a Celtics fan or a Nets fan I think we all know this is gonna be a very tough series regardless so there are some other key plays from this game I wanted to talk about so Jalen Brown had that awesome block at the end of the third quarter when the Nets had a two-on-one break it was Bruce Brown Kevin Durant and I think the one Celtic back on defense was out Horford I could be wrong but I think it was him and basically I think Kevin Durant in my opinion made just one too many passes I think Kevin Durant had the ball basically full speed he was on about the three-point line right wing and basically Al Horford was the last line of defense under the basket and I'm saying to myself Kevin just make the layup dunk it make the layup get fouled you shoot 90% anyway at the line just get fouled make the layup and he decides to do one extra pass to Bruce Brown. And I, I get it. You're trying to get your teammate involved and make the, the right play, but you're Kevin Durant. So Bruce Brown has to gather himself, then goes up for the layup. And then Jalen Brown comes out of nowhere and swats it off the backboard. And that was like the Nets were gaining momentum at that time. So that was like a momentum killing play for the Nets. They eventually went back and took the lead, of course. But that was a big play by Jalen Brown in this game. And I'm pretty sure that layup would have made it a four-point game at the time. But after the third quarter, um, Jason Tatum makes a three-pointer. It was then an 11-point game. So that swing of like potentially being a four-point Celtic lead to an 11-point Celtic lead after three, that was a big play right there. And that Jalen Brown block changed the entire momentum. Goran Dragic had a missed three-pointer. It was 107-102. It was a left corner three-point shot set up by Kyrie, I believe. And he was wide open. So of course, look, it's Goran Dragic, not the best shooter of all time. But if he made that shot, it would have been an eight point Nets lead. It would have been their biggest uh, lead of the game. And that really could have changed things. But unfortunately, he missed that. I talked about the inbound play. I talked about Claxton going one of five at the line. 
Talked about Bruce Brown's defense on Jalen Brown with 40 seconds left in the game. Talked about Kevin Durant with his missed shot. And then, of course, falling asleep on defense on that final possession. So that was the unfortunate part for the Nets. And if you're, I want to talk about some of the individual players for the Nets. You know, if you're Bruce Brown in this situation, you play 37 minutes. You have that comment bef- uh, before the series even happens. It was after the playing game about Robert Williams being out and being able to attack Al Horford and Daniel Tice, and then you back that up by going two of three, one of one from downtown, a minus 13. I mean, like, he just didn't even, he wasn't really much of a factor today. Bruce Brown made a three-point shot in the corner. I was like, all right, that's a big shot. Thanks for thanks for that. But, like, he did nothing else. I, th- I feel like Bruce Brown was just a non-factor in this game, and the Celtics definitely had the last laugh here. He had five fouls in this game, um, only five points, two assists, two steals, and two turnovers. And it was just, I, w- I think it was one of Bruce Brown's worst games in a while. I just wish he was able to back up that trash talking a bit more. That was not what you want to see. Kevin Durant played 41 minutes and went 9 of 24, 1 of 5 from downtown. He was a minus 13. And yeah, he, as I said, they, the Celtics were very physical on defense, double teaming at times. Grant Williams was super physical. It reminded me of P.J. Tucker last year from the Bucks series. And, you know, we know Kevin Durant was able to overcome that, but just to do it consistently it's so tough when they're playing you that physical so I I don't think Kevin Durant's gonna have another game this badly I think having this happen game one's probably a good thing he gets to see how they're gonna play him and he'll hopefully adjust to it being like the you know 14 15 year veteran that he is Kevin Durant can make his adjustments but yeah I mean this was not a good Kevin Durant game he had so many turnovers in the first quarter he must had four or five of them he had six turnovers total four rebounds only three assists so yeah, it was just not a, not a good Kevin Durant night. And as Nets fans, we felt great at halftime because, hey, it was tied at halftime and Kevin Durant's playing like absolute garbage. And yes, KD played better in the second half, but it still wasn't good. He just, Kevin Durant never took over this game. And, you know, it's just, most times as Nets fans, we expect to see that. There's been so many times, especially recently, where Kevin Durant just takes over in the fourth quarter, but we did not see that happen in this game. Andre Drummond played 17 minutes, three of four had four fouls. His fourth foul was so ridiculous. Like, Andre Drummond, I love him sometimes, but sometimes just makes some of, like, the lowest IQ plays you will see. I think it was Derek White got a rebound, and Drummond just, like, basically swiped at the ball under his own basket and got his fourth foul. It's like, dude, you have three fouls. Why are you swiping for the ball on a guard under your own basket to get the fourth foul? So Drummond, a stupid pass there. Drummond made another stupid pass in this game where he got a defensive rebound and tried to push it up the court to somebody but it got intercepted and I'm like just give the ball to a guard like stop trying to make this full court pass he thinks he's Jokic sometimes it drives me crazy so not a good drumming game for the most part Kyrie Irving I have nothing but good things to say I thought at halftime Kyrie was playing well but I wanted him to get more involved I, I thought he was not shooting the ball enough but he definitely did in the third quarter and the fourth quarter and Kyrie made big shot after big shot he was 9 of 9 at the free throw line 12 of 20 overall 6 of 10 from downtown he had six assists, four steals, which you love to see. So I thought Kyrie was great. He had a, a few middle fingers for the Boston crowd. It was a very intense matchup, of course. And um, it just sucks. Like the Nets wasted yet another great performance by a player. We saw the Nets-Hawks game a few weeks ago where Kevin Durant scores 55 and the Nets lose. And then Kyrie does this and has a great game overall. And he was playing good defense too, in my opinion. And they lose this game as well. Seth Curry was awesome in the first quarter. Definitely kind of helped. Uh, keep the Nets in the game because I feel like the Celtics came out with much better energy and a much better game plan no surprise in the first quarter 
Seth made some big shots. He had nine points overall, one of four from downtown, three of seven from the field. And he had six assists, which is a lot for Seth Curry. So you like seeing that. Nick Claxton played 31 minutes, six of eight from the field, one of five at the line, which is the problem. He was a plus 10. Kyrie was a plus six. Claxton was a plus 10. And Goran Dragic was a plus 17. And Patty Mills was a plus eight. Yes. So those guys were the only, you know, pluses in the lineup. But Nick Claxton, for the most part, he had his moments on defense where he looked pretty good. He played... I thought he played Jason Tatum tough at some points, but Tatum has been he's such a talented player that Tatum was able to blow by him at one point. Tatum made that step back three at the end of the third quarter, I believe, on um on Nick Claxton. So sometimes you just gotta tip your cap and say, Hey, that's that's you know, better offense right there. Great offense beats great defense. We know that. So, you know, Nick Claxton, I think has to shoot the ball better at the line, but I don't really have much, many negative things to say about him. He had three blocks in this game, one great block on Al Horford when the Nets were on that little run there in the fourth quarter. Kessler Edwards only played four minutes. You can tell he's just not, Yeah, I, I, I think some people want Kessler to play more, but he just offers nothing as a ball handler, and you just can't have that right now. Like Kessler Edwards has the ability not to be a star one day, but just be a good role player if he can work on his handles and work on finishing at the rim if he can do that Kessler Edwards is going to be a very useful player but now at 21 22 years old whatever he is he might even be 20 um it's just not the right time for him right now there there might be a time in this series where he plays 10 plus minutes in a game but this was just not one of those games and the Nets pretty much only had a rotation of eight guys it was Durant Brown Drummond Kyrie Seth Claxton, Drogic, and Patty Mills. And Patty Mills only played 12 minutes, so um, the Nets had a very short rotation in this game. Goran Drogic was awesome. 6 of 11, 14 points, a plus 17, as I mentioned. He had 5 rebounds, only 1 assist, which usually you see more from him. But he made some big shots in this game, had the and one in the second quarter. He was helping keep the Nets in this game in the first half, so he did a great job overall. I don't know how many more times Drogic can play like this, but if he can do even half of this throughout the rest of the series, I'm fine with that patty mills made his lone shot playing 12 minutes one of one made that corner three off the ridiculous Kyrie irving pass where he kind of got caught in the air and just threw this ridiculous bounce pass right past the feet of marcus smart and patty mills made this awesome three from the corner right before halftime but outside of that patty mills really did not contribute much whatsoever he had a couple fouls in this game so um yeah i mean i i think just looking at it now you look at durant bad game bruce brown bad game drummond bad game and outside of that, everyone else did pretty well. Kyrie, phenomenal. Seth Curry, good game. Nick Claxton, I think, pretty good game. Patty Mills was okay. Then you have Goran Dragic. He played a very good game. So, you know, if you just if you get good Durant or get, you know, good Bruce Brown and good Drummond, I mean, like, they, they should be fine going forward. But I definitely have my concerns about the Nets offense in this series because you can tell how physical Boston is. And... You're, it's it's not like Kyrie Irving's going to shoot this well every night. I think he's capable of it. And I saw one person say, well, Kyrie is not going to shoot like this the rest of the series. I'm like, ah, he might because Kyrie's had games like this, especially this year where he just goes off and has ridiculous shooting nights. We saw him start out 12 for 12 in the playing game versus the Cavaliers. So I'm not saying this, this might not even be Kyrie's best game in the series. You can tell he's out for blood and he wants to get back at the Celtics uh, crowd. So um, yeah, it's a fun little back and forth, but just certain guys have to play better that's pretty much it and you got to stop with the boneheaded mistakes we saw the Celtics kill the Nets on the boards which is not really a surprise 
And of course, with that, people want to talk about, oh, LaMarcus Aldridge should play more and Blake Griffin should play more. I don't think this is a series meant for LaMarcus Aldridge. I really don't. I saw Mark Jackson mention that throughout the broadcast. I definitely respect his opinion, but having watched LaMarcus Aldridge all season on defense, I just don't think this is the series for him. Of course, his size would help at times, but when you're talking about guarding Al Horford, which would be his matchup, a guy that can stretch the floor and make three-pointers, LaMarcus Aldridge is not going to just travel to the three-point line and play defense on Al Horford. So if you want to give up wide-open Al Horford threes, then sure, you can play LaMarcus Aldridge, but I don't think the Nets want to do that. I think the Nets at least want to slightly contest these Al Horford three-point attempts and I'm not I'm not going to argue that LaMarcus Aldridge's mid-range game mid-range game and the pick and pops would help this offense it would of course but at the same time what LaMarcus Aldridge is going to do on defense for you in this series is going to be too much of a negative so I just don't see the point in playing him Blake Griffin I can kind of get behind it, but at the same time, you're going to give the nod to Nick Claxton because I think right now he is the best big man for this series in particular, and Drummond's got to be number two. Drummond has played well as a Brooklyn Net since he's been here the past couple months. Drummond either has a very good game or he completely sucks. He completely sucked tonight or today. That's just how it was, and hopefully going forward, we get more consistent Andre Drummond. Let's say, this, uh, seri- Let's say the series goes seven games. If you can get five good Drummond games and two shitty Drummond games, you sign up for it you know what I mean so I think you take that one but for the Nets to get out rebounded 29 to 43 and offensive rebound it was 14 to 5 you can't have that like the Nets cannot have that I I don't look at Boston as a team like Milwaukee where they have a crazy amount of size yes Boston's a bigger lineup like really outside of Peyton Pritchard Boston has size everywhere like their point guard now is Marcus Smart and he's what 6'5 or something so they're a bigger lineup overall when you go when you tread out that lineup of Al Horford and Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Daniel Tice, Derek White, whoever, it's going to be a bigger lineup. So the Nets have to be more prepared on the boards. I wanted to see how many points they had off turnovers. Um, it was 15 to 14. I think second chance points is what I wanted to see. Second chance points was a big discrepancy in this game. The Celtics had 18 second chance points to the Nets 11. They had 21 fast break points to our 17. So it wasn't that crazy, but yeah, I mean, the offensive rebounds, when you're getting out-rebounded offensively by nine rebounds, that's too many, so they have to do a better job there, but I'm hoping the Nets figured something out in the fourth quarter. I, I said this to you guys when I was doing the reaction to the Hawks playing game and kind of did like a mini preview of this series. I just said, do not let Jason Tatum kill you, and they let Jason Tatum kill them for the first three quarters, and then they finally started doubling Jason Tatum in the fourth quarter, and it forced them into a couple turnovers. Jason Tatum made a couple bad passes and I want to see more of that going forward I'm not saying you have to double him every single time he touches the ball we saw the Nets do this in that game where they uh, started out down 28 to 4 a few months ago versus Boston back when we had nobody playing but still um, we've seen that before it didn't really work exactly but there has to be certain times where you're gonna double Jason Tatum like you cannot let him play the first three quarters and not make it challenging for him defensively. You know what I mean? When the Nets were at their best defensively early fourth quarter, mid fourth quarter, they were doing a great job of switching on screens. They were doing a great job of double teaming Jason Tatum and forcing him into bad passes. That's what we need more of. And as I said to you guys during that last Nets video, if we lose this series because Marcus Smart shot the ball well from three or Jalen Brown shot the ball well from three, then so be it. But don't let Jason Tatum have an efficient 40, 50 points every freaking game. You cannot have that. The Nets are so bad at letting opposing superstars 
annihilate them because they never have a good game plan to stop them. And they finally figured it out in the fourth quarter. And I hope we do see more doubles on Jason Tatum. Do you see how tough Boston makes it on Kevin Durant? Let's do the same thing for Jason Tatum. I respect Jalen Brown. I respect Marcus Smart, especially first the Nets, how good he is against us. I respect Al Horford. But I would rather see those guys try to beat us than Jason Tatum. I know Jason Tatum's incredibly talented. We all know this. So don't let Jason Tatum beat you guys. You know what I mean? Like, make it tough for him. Don't let him go one-on-one every time and get a switch on the Seth Curry or get a switch on the Patty Mills or something. Like, make it tough for him. So... I liked what I saw in the fourth quarter. I hope they can keep that up defensively. So about the Nets rotations, would I be shocked if LaMarcus Aldridge made an appearance? No. Would I be shocked if Blake Griffin made an appearance? No. I just think the Nets have to do a better job with boxing out, and Kevin Durant has to get more involved with rebounding. He only had five rebounds in this game. So if they can just clear out the bodies and get a body in front of um, Al Horford and not give him these easy offensive rebound attempts, because I remember Al Horford had a key bucket in this game when the Nets failed to box him out, which happened a bunch of times in this game. I'm trying to see exactly what moment it was. Al Horford made a two-point shot with 104 left in the fourth quarter to tie the game right before Kyrie made the three-pointer to put him up three. So there were times in this game where Al Horford gets the easy offensive rebound because the Nets just had no size. And Steve Nash insists on putting out these lineups of four guards and one forward. And it's like, dude, it's it's not going to work. This team is too big to do that again. So when Nash puts out these lineups of Kyrie, Drogic, um, Seth Curry, was it Patty Mills or some? I forget, but like four guards and, and one forward being Nick Claxton. It's like that's just not good enough because once Claxton gets drawn out to the perimeter to guard a Jason Tatum or guard a Jalen Brown, the only guys left to rebound are the Kyrie Irving and, and Goran Dragic and the Seth Curry type guys, and it's not going to work out. So they have to adjust there. I'm just hoping that they can make these necessary adjustments for game two and that we get a good version of Kevin Durant in game two because I think if the Nets were to lose game two, which is definitely entirely possible it's gonna be very tough to win this series I have to say it's like yeah no no shit but at the same time to have to go back to Brooklyn and and get those two games and then you're eventually gonna have to win in game seven in Boston it's like it's just too much you have to win this game too so I I hope they can get it done I think they can get it done I, I do think the Nets bounce back and if I had to pick right now I do think the Nets win in game two but they're going to make it tough, and if we don't get the good version of Kevin Durant again, it's it's probably going to be another loss, but I, I guess it's a positive because of how close this game was. The Nets should have won this game despite Durant being 9 of 24, whatever he was, and despite Bruce Brown playing his worst game probably since the All-Star break and Andre Drummond getting four fouls and being ineffective, so... You know, there are some positives, but at the same time, I mean, did Boston play their best game? Maybe not. I think Tatum played out of his mind, and, you know, I think Jalen Brown could have played a bit better, but, you know, for the most part, most Celtics players, they played very well in this game, so maybe we see a worse version of them in game two, hopefully. I don't know, but... I will say, even if this game ends in five games, the Nets will give the Celtics a a very good run for their money throughout this entire series. So I don't know how long it's going to go. I still have faith the Nets can win game two and, and kind of bounce back and regroup here. But um, to have this game kind of stolen away from you, it's just, it sucks. It really does. Like it's, it's moments like this where I'm like, why do I like sports? Why do I torture myself? Why do I do this to myself? And, um, you know, 
if Jason Tatum had not made that final layup, we'd be here celebrating right now and be like, oh my God, we're up 1-0 and you know, we can afford to lose game two now and go home and win the next two. It would have been a much different vibe here, but unfortunately that's not how it is and they have to bounce back now. But I do think they will and I just hope the Nets can find a way to win in game two. I don't care how they do it. They just got to do it. And by the way, for those psycho sicko fans that think it's fun to be in close games like this, I don't know how you think that. I've always hated that opinion from a fan of like, oh, I love when my team's in close games. Like, no, if I want my team to win by 30 points, like I hate, I hate these games. These games drive me crazy. And when you lose like this, it's just, it's such a deflating feeling. It really sucks. So I I hate being in these close games. I would have rather have lost by 30 tonight, honestly, but you know, to lose like that, it's just uh, such a crappy feeling. But anyway, that's going to do it for the video. Hopefully, when I talk to you guys again for Game 2, there, there will be much better news. We'll see what happens there. Um, as for Ben Simmons, I don't think much has come out about him. I know he dunked in the pregame today, but we've seen that already. It's kind of old news. But my gut feeling, if anyone's wondering, I think Ben Simmons is back for Game 3. First game in Brooklyn, I think he's back. Um, I don't see it happening in Game 2, but if the Nets are that urgent, I guess it could happen. I, 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 I think Ben Simmons is healthy enough, but... I just don't know if he's done enough, you know, throughout practice for the Nets to feel comfortable putting him into a game right now. So I think personally, game three is when it's going to happen. Game four, the latest, but um, I'm hoping that on Saturday night uh, in Brooklyn, hopefully when the series is 1 1, we'll see uh, Ben Simmons make his Nets debut. And, you know, can he take on more of that Bruce Brown role if Bruce Brown's ineffective this series? Yeah, he can definitely play the four. And, um, you know, play that Bruce Brown role. He won't offer the shooting that Bruce Brown has since the All-Star break, but at the same time, like, Ben Simmons is a better basketball player than Bruce Brown. No offense to him. He's a better defender. We know that. And he's much better in transition, much better passing, much better with the ball in his hands. Um, You know, Ben Simmons is a lot of things better than Bruce Brown, so getting that instead of Bruce Brown would be much better. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, hopefully when I talk to you guys next, it's it's some good news on a Wednesday night, 7 p.m. game. And we'll see if Brooklyn can uh, even up the series at 1-1. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the video and I will talk to you guys next time.